0: So Money episode 654, J.J. Ramberg, host of MSNBC's Your Business and co-author of The Startup Club.
1: You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking
0: profound ways to live a richer, happier life. Welcome to So Money. You're listening to So Money, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Monday, November 20th, getting ready for Thanksgiving. Who's traveling? I am. I'm not sure when to leave. When's a safe time to leave New York City so you're not gonna be stuck in 16 hours of traffic? I don't think there's a good answer for that. I'll let you know how it goes. (laughs) Hope uh, wherever you're headed that your travels are easy and safe. All right, today we welcome JJ Ramberg to So Money. She is the host of MSNBC's Your Business and also the co-author of a new children's book called The Startup Club. You know, a lot of people ask me and my husband how we plan to teach our children about money. I mean, they're little... Too young right now to understand the concepts of money. Although we do have this really cool coin jar in the living room, and Evan typically is, you know, t- grabbing pennies and dimes that he finds around the house and knows to deposit them in this coin jar. He knows there's a place for money in the house. But really, as they get older, you know, how are we going to teach them about money? And so, yes, I think that. It's going to be a conscious effort to teach them things like delaying gratification and saving and their needs versus wants. I know that this year, for the first time, Evan is starting his Christmas list, which we didn't do before, but he's asking for things now and uh, we need to put them on a list. And he gets excited about that. He actually thinks he's getting everything on the list. He's not, but the act of putting things on a list, I think, is helps to delay the gratification and also really think about what it is that you want. Do you really want it? Do you really need it? At the same time though, and this brings us to our guest today, I think it's important to teach children the benefits of entrepreneurship. I didn't really get this growing up. You know, I think that I wish that I had been raised with an entrepreneurial mindset. This is something that, you know, I ask my guests often, what do you wish you'd learned this, about money growing up? My answer to that is I wish my parents had told me that you can be your own boss, that you can create something and actually make money from that creation, you know, emphasizing the benefits of generating ideas, executing on those ideas, creating a plan, learning how to sell, learning how to negotiate, all of that are not just great financial and business skills. Those are great life skills. And so, JJ Ramberg, who herself is an entrepreneur and an award winning financial journalist and the host of the popular MSNBC show Your Business, has a new book out called The Startup Club, which tells the story of two school age friends and the ups and downs of running a business together. Will their friendship prevail? Dun, dun, dun. It's a wonderful book that really uh, brings to life all of the benefits of entrepreneurship and also the hardships. But really, why at the end of the day, it is a great thing to experiment with. Um, JJ is a mom of three and has lots of personal advice on how to engage children in discussions around money and business. And when she's not writing books and hosting her TV show or managing a household of five, JJ also operates GoodSearch.com, a company that she co-founded with her brother. GoodSearch is a search engine that donates half of its revenue to the charities and schools that its users designate. So here we go. Here's JJ Ramberg. JJ, welcome to the show. It's great to connect with you finally on my podcast. We've been friends for years. Uh, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's great timing. You obviously uh, do so much. Um, we could have interviewed you at any point with uh, all that you have going on, but this is now a really special time because you have a new children's book and I want to start there. It's called The Startup Club. Tell us about it and and what inspired it. Well, thank you again for having me on.
1: I'm so excited about this book. It's, it's probably the thing I'm most excited about that I'm doing um, right now, but it's a book for elementary age kids, and it is a fiction book, really fun to read, a fun kind of page turner story for kids, but it's about a group of friends who start a business, and through it, your kids learn what's the difference between revenue and profit, and what is marketing, and what do you do when you're in a fight with your co-founder, um, and social responsibility, <laughs> and so we kind of take
0: all these business lessons put it in an age-appropriate and fun way, and and teach it through characters. And you have elementary-age children yourself. Did you test drive this with them? I did. My, so I have three kids. They're now um, 7, 8, and
1: 10. And the two older ones were my copy editors. I paid them each $10 to read the whole book and copy edit it. (laughs) Fabulous. Oh, that's so great. What was their feedback? Um, they liked it, but, you know, I expected them to like it. They're going kind to of have to say so because <laughs> I'm their mom. Actually, they probably are the most honest ones. But but what I was most excited about was when I gave uh, an early copy to their friends. Um, they had started a business with their friends called American Extress, but I gave an early copy to their friends, and then I overheard them when they were talking about how to v- divide the profits. I overheard them referring to what mm. the characters in the book did, and then I thought, okay,
0: we've got something here. It's working. You interview so many entrepreneurs as the host of the long running successful show, Your Business on MSNBC. Was, is it common for you as you're interviewing so many people to learn that when they were young, they got the tools and the education at a young age? Is there a correlation between getting the skills or the understanding at, say, age eight, nine, 10, and then someday becoming your own employer?
1: Um, So, you know, I read this quote from Warren Buffett that said the most successful business owners um, or, or sort of the indicator of who's going to be really successful is how old they are when they started their first business. I've never I I saw that written in an article somewhere, I have never been able to track down or confirm that it is from him or not, but I love the ethos of it, right? Just to start teaching your kids this when they're young, give them that entrepreneurial attitude, even if they're not gonna start their own business, but just to have that kind of feeling of, I'm gonna go take the bull by the horns, I'm gonna find problems and solve them, and start
0: that young and that carries on through life. One of the best tips I've heard on this show about allowances is to incorporate some entrepreneurial aspect with the allowance process. So rather than just paying your kids uh, like $5 for doing XYZ, they come up with the responsibilities that they want to perform, the tasks they want to perform. Ideally, it's like they go around the house and they identify problems like, mom, your office is really messy or the basement needs organizing. I want to do this. And then to add another layer to it, they negotiate or they request their pay and then they negotiate kind of the deal. And so parents listening, you don't have to have a business, right? You can just incorporate some of these entrepreneurial aspects, skill sets through things like allowance and even just day-to-day conversations, you know, asking kids to problem solve and and incorporating. And, and then when they get that babysitting job to negotiate their rate, <laughs>
1: I love that idea. I'm going to go home because my kids are always asking for money. (laughs) Of course. And asking for jobs, right? I mean, go tell them. Yeah. Go identify the problems. It's a win-win,
0: right? Because then you get your, (laughs) your dirty work figured out and assigned, and the kids are feel, I think, more empowered about it. So the startup club, uh, what's been the reception from, from readers outside of your own household? Um, what are some, some of the feedback you're getting?
1: Um, it's been so fun to hear what the kids like. I mean, uh, every kid has loved it. And I was nervous, right? I'm not a children's book writer. I just had this passion about teaching these ideas to kids from an early age. Um, I did partner with a, a woman who is an actual children's book writer and my sister who cared about this, too. But still, right, this is not my skill. I don't know anything about this. And so I was, I've i just been so thrilled to see how much kids like it. it it's been Really, really great. I've gotten a lot of feedback saying, when's number two coming out? Mm. So I'm glad that it's worked out.
0: And you wrote this... With your sister
1: illustrated it, right? Is that what I... Um, no. My sister and I had the idea. Okay. Um, and then we called a friend who's a children's book writer and said, we need your help. And so she wrote it. And then I put on um, Facebook, does anyone know good children's illustrator? Ah. <laughs> and a friend of mine from
0: business school said, my wife is. And so she became our illustrator. I want to talk about your path, your career and... and- Figure out what came first, your entrepreneurial bug or your journalism bug? Because you, like you said, you went to business school, but then you became an anchor and you host the Your Business Show on MSNBC. And through that show have been exposed to so many entrepreneurs. You yourself have a business as well, goodsearch.com, which is a way for people to save money and also give back as they shop online. What came first? Um... That's a good question. so I come from a family of business
1: people and entrepreneurs. Um, my mom and my brother started a company together. My dad started a company both both of my grandfathers started companies. Um, so I think that is a little bit in kind of the the air for me or not or my blood maybe. Um, and But when I graduated and all of my, my siblings started, like went to business school and did business, I was the, um, the real rebel <laughs> who went to journalism <laughs> oh <my>. after school. <laughs> but, um, but, I, but I always had a penchant for business and socially responsible business. And so I think I always wanted to start something, even when I was a journalist. I just didn't know what it would be. And that's why then I went to business school and then worked in business and came back to journalism, then started my company. It's kind of just, it's both in there.
0: What has your job informed you most about starting a business? You've, again, talked to so many successful people who are out there doing it. Uh, what has been the biggest inspiration?
1: Oh my God. So when I started doing the show on MSNBC, I started, I left CNN, I started Good Shop. Um, and then I came back to MSNBC six months later and started hosting your business so for 12 years now I've been running Good Shop um, we now hired a CEO but I've been you know, a founder of Good Shop and um, hosting this show and there are just a thousand little things that I get inspired by every single day by the people that I interview and, and, and sometimes it's very practical like what percentage of healthcare should I pay for for my employees and sometimes it's it's big and it's more self-helpy on okay, I'm I'm experiencing this challenge in my business and I'm waking up at three in the morning every day. How do I actually deal with tough times?
0: And um I mentioned earlier the site's called Good Shop, but or good search, but good shop, good search interchangeable, right?
1: Exactly. Just yeah, we started clarify. out as Good Search, um, and and then we changed the name
0: a, a few years ago to Good Shop. But you can go to either URL. I'm on there now. Exactly. Um, how do you have time for everything? I know that's maybe an over asked question, but I, I really am curious because you're you have a busy household, you have a busy day job, you have this online company, you also have written a book. Um, what, what? How do you manage your time? And what's any advice you can give other very busy people?
1: <laughs> um, sometimes I manage it very well, and sometimes I manage it very poorly. <laughs> I mean, I think what I try to do is not beat myself up over it in general, and just i I literally have just an ongoing to do list that I keep crossing things off of and i and and I think you know, and I have good people around me that's the number one key thing is you just you need help, and I have help everywhere right at good shop at m s n b c um at home. Um, but I, I think what I, what I do the worst is take time away from the kind of the day-to-day to think big picture about everything. And so I'm trying to set more time aside to do some of that strategic thinking, whether it's about the show or the company, the book or my family life.
0: Yeah, that's so important because... Then that's kind of why sometimes CEOs or founders don't become the CEOs. Have you found that because they're just like I can't be stuck in meetings all day. I need to be thinking about like you know the direction of this company. So it sounds like you want to maybe not be so much the COO but or the CEO but like the visionary. Yeah, well, for founders. So,
1: so I founded my company with my brother, Ken, um, and now we have this really amazing CEO, John Park, who, who runs it day to day. But what's so amazing about my brother is he is a real entrepreneur and a visionary and he, we, we are a good partnership because he, he, he dreams it and makes it happen. Um, and so we've we've been able to work really
0: well together on that front. That's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> That's really it's special. That's really great. Well, let's talk about your finances, shall we? We talk about people's money all <laughs> the time. Yeah, let's let's just get to it. Uh, as much as you want to share, but what? Let's start with your money philosophy. Do you have a sort of like financial mantra that you that you are. Uh, lead your life with that you manage your money with?
1: Um, I, you know, my husband and I, um, are, are quite different. I'm sure you deal with this. I know you deal with this all the time in your work, but right. He's, he's a little bit more, things are going to work out fine. And I'm a little bit more like, do we have every kind of insurance we could possibly have? And are we saving as much as we need to <laughs> do? And, and so I think that, um, it is, it's a nice balance for us to be able to talk to each other about this and kind guide each other through of here's where we can be a little bit more risky and here's where we need to be more conservative. Um, I for sure am, am more conservative and he for sure is less.
0: So how do you find common ground? Because I think that's very normal for couples to have different money attitudes and contexts from which they think. Um, so how do you, how do you make it work? In the numbers, because I think
1: that where where our attitudes actually the Venn diagram has actually a much more overlap than um, I just made it sound like, and it and it's because our general philosophies are um, different or are kind of. Um, feelings about money are different, but when we actually get down to the numbers, if we put a budget down there, it turns out we feel kind of the same way, right? So I think that in, in the abstract, people... Um, it's it's too hard to make kind of big platitudes and mm. I feel this way and I don't think we should do this. But when you actually look at the numbers, it tells a story and it's easy to, it, it's, I find it's just much easier to deal with actual numbers than philosophies.
0: Yeah, the numbers don't lie. Did you get uh, a good education around money when you were a child or even around entrepreneurship? What's a money memory from childhood that has stayed with you that was very memorable and 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 taught you quite a bit
1: um so i i would say more than money i got an entrepreneurship lesson because I sat at the table with two parents who had started businesses. My mom started her company with my brother when I was in high school and I worked there. And so I just, I watched this thing from ground up be just an idea into something they eventually sold to monster.com and really had a front row seat to the whole thing. And so I saw what was easy, what was hard, where they, you know, where they really had to work hard to, to, turn this into something that was real. I think that was a, a really neat thing. Um, I also got as a child, um, and and I don't know how, but this idea of don't spend money on things that aren't important to you, um, I don't know, I, I, that, I, that has carried on with me. I, 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 you know, if spend money, if if it's really going to make a difference in your life, whether that is it, if you have it, obviously, um, whether that is emotionally or physically. But don't just spend money for the
0: idea of spending money. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Are, is this really going to make you happier? It sounds simple, need- but it, we often don't have that uh Rec- like that, uh, sort of realization or, up, um, you know, f- thought process when we're buying things. And I just read a quote the other day on Twitter because I probably spend too much time on Twitter, but Nate Berkus, yeah. who was a guest on our show, he said something like, you know, you may think that you can't afford a great life, but when you actually start to buy the things that have meaning to you and solely meaning like that that really tell a story that capture the essence of you you will realize you can afford more than you think because we fill our lives with just stuff that we think will make us happy because it made our friends happy or it made uh or we think it'll make our you know our our, our loved ones happy but really it's not it's not at the core what is important to us so at all principle.
1: And and yeah, and I also grew up with a family that really cherished experiences
0: over things. Um, Y'all were ahead of the curve because so, the studies are yeah. just coming out that that is actually a way to buy happiness.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, well, I know, and 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 so I, I just thinking about this when you said a lesson that you learned, it was really that, and so my parents really did put much more value on you know spending. Relative to what we had, right, a bigger chunk on that on um, a a good trip or experience versus some fancy pair of something,
0: yes, I think what uh, impresses me a lot about you, besides obviously your career and all the directions you've taken it, is the amazing family that you and your husband have have built you know three children raising kids in New York is not easy. I have two and they're they're much younger than your children, but Um, was it always your goal to have a relatively big family and, and not only that, but to, to do it in New York, I think is, is extra, (laughs) is another layer of challenge. How do you, what keeps you guys sort of, you know, staying the course? I think that that is very commendable. Um, oh, thank you.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm one of four. Um, I probably would have had four kids if we had started younger, um, but I just I'd like knock those kids out really quickly They're they're only two and a half years from start to finish so oh I always wanted I always wanted a lot of kids I feel like we're sort of like a a, a walking party because there's so many of us and I just loved having so many siblings um as far as as you know my husband and I feel the same way about family first I know you know many many people do and um, we're lucky enough to have some flexibility in our lives so that We can spend a lot of time with them. Um, But, you know, look, I I really believe that quality time with your children is important. And if you have a crazy job and you can't spend a ton of time because you're working so that you can provide the life you need, quality time is, is great. And we just we put our children. Um, we care a lot about them mm-hmm. and care a lot about
0: our family. And so we do everything we can to do things as a family. I want us to get to a place, I don't know, maybe you're already there, but for me, I feel like whenever I get asked to go places and be be places and do things, I want to do everything, but I, I just can't. And and it's not just because time is limited. It's because that means time away from my family sometimes. like I could probably have something to do every night of the week. Uh, cause I'm really popular. No, but because like you get all these invitations and a lot of my friends are still single or have older children, but I have young children and I like my family and I want to spend time with them. And I feel like that's not, uh, a, like if I said that, if I in response to someone saying, hey, can you join us for dinner tonight? If I said, no, I'd rather spend time with my family. <laughs> that might come well. across as a little weird, but that's the truth. I mean, I I need to be cognizant of how much time I'm spending away from them because they're not going to be they're not going to be at this age forever and I want to be able to enjoy it. Um, well,
1: and that's the thing with New York City, right, is there is an interesting thing happening literally every night that you yeah. could go to. And it's tempting because it's interesting, right? There's, there's a lot of really great people and great conversations and events happening all the time. And so it's hard sometimes to turn it down in, in a vacuum of thinking like, oh, I, I really do want to go hear that person speak. Um, but I agree with you. And, and the fact is, is that, yes, there, there are trade offs. Right. If you think about, OK, I could go to this dinner and it would probably be really good for my career um, or networking or something, or I can go home and be with my kids and people. You just have to decide what's important to you and understand that it's a trade off. You cannot have it all. You just right. can't. And, and, that,
0: I, yeah. fine. And, I, and I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, I yeah. I do think though it's hard to sometimes bring that up because I, I also understand that some people um I mean, just to get really deep into it, like some kids want to have some people want to have a family they don't have they're not there yet. So I don't want them to feel bad, you know, that I'm like, I'm very fortunate that I have this choice, right, to go or stay home with my beautiful family. And I don't want to, like, rub it in. That's my but maybe I'm just overthinking it. I need to just, you know, say be truthful and be like, this is not. Um I can't come tonight cuz I just have to, you know, I'm I'm out a lot this week and I need to be home with my with my family. But rather than or coming up with some say, excuse, I know I just basically or, say like or I'm, you could just, I already have plans. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have yeah. To say what they are. I'm I'm an oversharer. If you haven't figured that out already, I'm I'm the, I'm totally an oversharer and I and I cannot just like Make a—it's not a lie, but it's you know I gotta go. I gotta give the details because I think it's the journalist oh. in me.
1: <laughs> I'm, a, it's I'm, funny. W- I'm a little <laughs> bit older than you, and so I've uh, probably Barney, just, more just, friends with older yeah. kids, and and particularly. Um, this isn't yeah, I mean it is sort of the, actually it's, it's men and women my friends there's a lot more meeting for um, lunch or breakfast mm-hmm. because there is a general sense amongst a lot of people that I know
0: that hey I want to go home after work and go yeah. be with my kids and, I have and been doing more wife. breakfasts uh, since the yeah. kids were born and I and I like that because I'm up anyway because I haven't slept yeah we had breakfast much. <laughs> you and I had breakfast <laughs> that's right um, <laughs> breakfast is the most important meal of the day so have a power. Have a power <laughs> breakfast. Um, exactly. JJ, we talk about wins and losses on this show, financial wins and losses. So let's start with uh, the the loss first. What's a what's a money failure that you learned a lot from? It, it doesn't have to be like something dire, like a foreclosure, but something even you know regretting that you did um, recently or, or way in the past.
1: Mm, I think when I was single. And living in L.A., I spent um, more money than I should have on rent. I know this was a long time ago, but I had this really amazing house that I rented. And when I look back on it, it's so silly. I would have been just as happy in something not as great. Amazing as relative, by the way. You wouldn't look at it and be like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) he's really living the high life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How Um, much of your take-home pay was going towards rent? In New York, it's normal for a young person to spend their very first half the paycheck, half the monthly paycheck on rent sadly oh
1: god i don't even remember i just do know that i think back as i'm teaching my kids about compound interest which we've been talking about a lot in my house i just think huh why did why didn't i just put that money in the bank or invest it in something are you why really good why did it go to, uh, to miss anderson who was my
0: landlord miss anderson's uh retired early <laughs> thanks to you <laughs> But you so so compound interest to to nine and ten year olds um is it working? Is it sticking? It is welcome to the
1: crazy
0: conversations in the ramper glass house <laughs> <Take us laughs> We
1: there. are nutty We are nutty talking about compound interest at the the dinner table, yeah, they get it, um particularly the the um, eight year old and the ten year old get it the my seven year old is mm-hmm. not she, she's not paying as much attention yet.
0: <laughs> well, the studies say that you know just talking about financial concepts to children is not nearly enough that you need to kind of pair that with an exercise or an experience and it sounds like they're getting that too right they're not just like getting the lecture they're they're actually getting to see it in action or experience it um,
1: well we've done um, I mean they have the savings account right but we've also just put money into calculators online very mm-hmm. simply just sort of a compound interest calculator so they can see how it grows uh, but we always do. We try, try and play fun games with them around money and entrepreneurship. So we have, there's an empty storefront down the street from us, and we've played this game of what kind of store would you put in there, and how would you make it work, and is there competition around here, and what kind of price point would you need to have, and, you know, get, like sort of ask all of the questions. Um, or we were at, a, at an Italian restaurant the other day, and we were like, okay, back of the envelope, what do you think it costs to run this place?
0: Mm, <laughs> That's a great game. You're really using your surroundings to learn about entrepreneurship and money. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. They like it. It's
1: been fun so far. One day they
0: might have a backlash and say they only want to talk about movies or something. But <laughs> so far, they've been interested in it. While you have the captive audience and you're paying for their dinner, get it. Get, get the education. My mother would tell me everything in the back seat of the car while I was strapped in. She would, That's when we would have our, you know, our serious conversations. And I, I remember that. I remember those moments. Okay, so oh God. your So Money moment, what's something that you're really proud of? So the rent in L.A., not so much, but what's something that you felt was a, a really a financial feat, something where an experience where the stars aligned financially, all was great? Oh, did it happen yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, God, shoot. I should have prepared this ahead of time. I... I like, it could even be, like, do. you got a discount on back-to-school clothes or something. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be, again, like, not like the foreclosure, but... um Got it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna plug my own. This, I'm
1: gonna yeah. turn this around and plug Gumdrop, which is <laughs> yeah. so. So my brother and I have started as part of Good Shop this browser plugin. It's getgumdrop.com, and basically what it does is when you get to um, the shopping cart when you're online shopping, it automatically puts in the best coupon that exists in the universe. And so the reason we started this is because I get that as many people do that. A thrill of like Oh, I just say $20 on this mm-hmm. shirt or whatever it is that I'm buying. And because I hated getting to the checkout and seeing that submit coupon box and having no coupon, you just feel like an idiot. Like there are savings out there that I'm not getting it. So um, my so m- money moment is every time I shop online and gumdrop automatically fills in that submit coupon
0: box. I do, even though it's my company. <laughs> I, I use get it. That, like,
1: I did it. I use know. it. Oh, good,
0: good, good. It comes so you know up, what I'm talking about. I do. That little gumdrop. I'm it's like it's like playing um you know, it's like you're in Vegas and you're like rolling the dice and you're like, what's gonna what's gonna come? Or just like or like the um because you never know. Like you go on a site, whether it's you know, Gap or Nordstrom or someplace, and that little gumdrop button could uh does the work for you and it's always a nice surprise when there's something to save.
1: It is fun. I know, and when it shows you exactly how much you've saved. I love it.
0: Yeah, okay, we're gonna do some so many fill in the blanks. We're wrapping shortly. But before we go, I want to start off a sentence and then you finish it. This is how we make sure the guests uh, at least stumble once on this show. That's that's my goal. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, don't overthink it. Here we go. If you won the lottery, if I won the lottery tomorrow, the first thing I would do is... Split it with my siblings. Oh, that's so nice. There's four of you, right? We've we've, we've already talked about it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Because i my next question was, would they also have the same answer?
1: <laughs> they would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, okay. Every time there's a big lottery, we talk about it. <laughs> All right,
0: check. Do you play with them? Do I? Uh, yes. Do we you play do. okay, okay. Have yeah. you ever come close? To the winning the lottery? Yeah, yeah. like off by a number no. or two. Yeah. <laughs> no. Do you know that I don't thirty know, actually someone told me that thirty percent of Americans? say that winning the lottery is part of their retirement strategy? Oh my God, that is so frightening. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's pretty sobering, yeah. right? Um, uh, I wish yeah. it was like IRAs, but no, it's winning the lottery. Um, mm, yeah. All right. The one thing that I splurge on that I'm not ashamed of is... Vacation. Yes. The one thing I spend my money on that makes my life easier and or better is... Babysitting help. When I was growing up, the one thing I wish I had learned about money is... Uh, Save more of it. Yeah. When I donate, I like to give to blank because... Oh, God. There are a bunch of them. I give to um,
1: FAIR, which is Food Allergy Network, because uh, I have a daughter who's allergic to nuts. I give to World Connect, which is this amazing development organization that I'm on the board of. A um, whole bunch of things.
0: Great. And it sounds like this it's because you feel like there's a personal connection or um, experience yeah. that you have. Yeah, that goes into it. All right. And... What else is on this list? I'm I'm running this off my memory because uh, I've done like 500 episodes. You think I already know what the next question is? But I'm trying to think what the next one is. Um, oh, I think we're at the end already. Here we go. I'm JJ Ramberg. I'm so money because because I'm on this show. <laughs> that is literally why you are so money because you are on so money. You have stumped me. I have. Yay.
1: Okay. So. Because, because I am steeped in entrepreneurship day in, day out from from my own life, from my show, from uh,
0: everything I do, the new book, everything. Yeah. From teaching your kids at the dinner table. Thank you so much, JJ. This was a lot of fun. I can't believe it's already 30 minutes, but um, that's what it's like spending time with you. You make everything course, better. <laughs> Thanks, for This was great. Thank you for having me on. Thanks so much to JJ for stopping by. The book, again, is called The Startup Club, a great holiday gift for the children in your lives. And if you'd like to learn more about JJ and Good Search, check out goodsearch.com. Also a great site to shop on this holiday season if you're looking to shop with a purpose. Uh, you know, as I said, uh, 50% of revenue that is generated on Good Search gets to go to a charity of your choice or a school of your choice. is also on Twitter at JJ Ramberg. If you missed any of this, just hop over to SoMoneyPodcast.com and there you can download the transcript. You can obviously download the audio and you can also leave me a question for the Friday episodes of Ask Farnoosh and also there let me know that you want a co-host. Click on Ask Farnoosh, either type in your question or leave a voicemail. And also let me know if you do want a co-host, I would love to connect with you. As you know, I've been doing this now for many months. It's a tradition now. We're going to continue it in 2018. I'm looking for new co-hosts. So what do you have to lose? Just tell me you want to do it and probably we'll connect. It's that easy. Thanks for tuning in everyone. And I hope your day is so money.